0: Welcome to Mystical Frequency. I am your host, Jen, also known as Celestial Light Witch, and my pronouns are they, them. I am an intuitive card reader and spiritual practitioner. This podcast is all about spirituality, energy work, tarot, astrology, and all the mystical things in the universe. Every week, we talk about mystical topics as we try to grasp the understanding of the universe and our human journey. We'll have some guests share their take on their spirituality, because as we all know, everyone's journey and practices never look the same. I'm excited to share this space with you and open our minds together through this journey called life. Now on to the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to Mystical Frequency. My name is Jen, also known as Celestial Light Witch, and my pronouns are they, them. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have a very exciting episode because I have my very first guest today, and I'm so excited for her to be here. Her name is Jax. Her pronouns are she, her. She is a bruja, a reader, an apothecary owner, and the founder of Jupiter's
2: Moons. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just have to say, this whole moment, I've been having like major deja vu, (laughs) like I want to pass out. Oh, no. (laughs) It just... Just happened the moment the moment you started I love it really I'm here for it
1: oh I love that I'm on a high I'm I'm on a high too I've been really looking forward to this because I've been wanting to have a guest on I don't know what called to me I think it was spirit that told me to ask you first and I was like I feel like Jax would be down and I was gravitated towards you you have very good energy and I'm really excited to learn more about you today did you want to add to
2: the list of like what you do? Uh who I am, what I represent. Yes. All so, those things. Um, I am a botanica and apothecary owner. I am a Venusian cosmic creatrix. Yes. Sent to this beautiful planet to spread love, spread easy knowledge. I I, I really try and um teach self-sufficiency. That's okay. like my thing I want people to feel the way I feel the confidence in myself absolutely
1: you know? and I think that's also a reason you gravitated towards me was because the first time I met you in person you you we would, were doing a market and you like here let me give you some like money oil and I was like <laughs> that's so sweet like to me that was just a, such a gesture of kindness and like you are always smiling and that's amazing like i we need more energy like that so i'm really grateful that
2: that's <laughs> i'm me i'm cheesing and you can't see it but i'm <laughs> cheesing so
0: hard
1: <laughs> so to get started um i kind of wanted to go back to the basics and just see like where your spiritual journey began and you know if you'd like to share that with us
2: okay so this was really fun for me to write um because I can remember as far as being five years old and understanding the concept of God, mm-hmm. understanding, and it, it came to me so simple. I was, I don't know, I was in a room and I was watching something and it popped into my head. This creation, uh, this, this appliance or whatever commercial that was on, I was like, okay, if they were able to think of that, where did this thought come from? Mm-hmm. Where did this this idea come from? It had to have been God, so okay, my little brain, oh my God, all these creations, all these things the, the fridge, the, the the toilet, like all and I just went down this vast list that my little brain could think of, and ever since then, I feel like I've trusted so much in things that I can't see, yeah. Uh, my childhood was very, very rocky when I was little. I was raised by my grandparents. So I spent a lot of time alone. And I just felt so much comfort from then on. Yeah. You know?
1: Because you didn't feel as alone with
2: exactly. this,
1: you know, idea of there being something much greater.
2: hmm I love that. Yes. and um, And then that, of course entrusted my faith in catholicism Mm -hmm. i was raised catholic and so i did all that had my first communion and this and that and then again at 16 you know we go through all these rebirths you know and i feel like at 16 i was like energized again with like the curiosity of spirituality yeah and that's when I started following, like, the signs. You know, I <laughs> called everything the sign. And Ooh. I have to follow this sign. Like, it just, it fed me. Yeah. And at one point, like, I had a friend be like, not everything is a sign. And la, 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 la. I've and, had
1: people like that in my life, too. I, I and, love signs. <laughs> I do, too. And I mean,
2: I, look, we can, that can be a whole other conversation, mm-hmm. you know, not to read that much into things. But truly down to a nagging fly, you know, that is a message of God, like, or goddess or spirit, however you want to call it, you know, down to something so small is still so divine.
1: Absolutely. I 100% am right on board with that. I 100% am very much about signs and really to that so hard because I, as you know, was raised Catholic too. So when was it that you like really dove into like or started to put your feet dip your toes if you will into like the witchy space
2: okay that i brought my journal my my first ever journal where i felt like i've always felt this right this the sense of spiritual life but my first journal entry is october 18th 2013 so that puts me at about 18 19 years old i started to trust my premonitions yeah. i started to trust my dreams mm-hmm. oh my god me and dreams it's the sun and mercury in the 12th house oh. me and my dreams are just so prophetic and telling and real and i just started trusting myself that all these first ever journal entries that I'm slowly going over down to like someone coming in or someone calling and me guessing it before. Yeah. And then I went down a rabbit hole of buying all these books that I can grab and pay for because then I was making my own money. I was a, a bud tender and all this money coming at me I didn't know what to do with it (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) I I mean at that age
2: yes (laughs) like you're just spending it on all the and I spent it on learning more I spent it on meditating I spent it on connecting with my guides Mm -hmm. like really at 18 19 it I set off onto this new path because I felt so much confidence in myself and trust in myself and that's why this journal started, so that's I can say that's so great that you have
1: it with you, like a tangible item that represents like the initiation of it all because I feel like I mean, I got started later on in life and the fact that that you got started off pretty early on in your spirituality, it shows because I mean, you're still like I don't know how old you are, but you're very young and and you're so wise. And, thank you. and I can see that.
2: I appreciate that. From that. I, I, I did a lot of work. I, and you can tell. Thank you, and it's, it's. I'm very grateful to hear you say that, and I'm trying to change my verbiage, not be like, oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, I know. Like it's beautiful, and I'm, I'm so grateful to be where I am. I cried on my way here, actually, oh as god, I yes. was, <laughs> as I was like praying to my ascended ancestors and my guides and I went down the list of everyone I love you know and I just cried and I'm like I'm so grateful to be who I am I'm so grateful to do the things that I'm doing like Mm -hmm. I feel so privileged to be who I am today yeah and I don't have millions of dollars to show for it I just have so much love in my heart and around me and I'm not miserable. I'm, I feel so lucky.
1: (laughs) And you also have so much knowing too. And that in itself, I think, like, doesn't come close to even comparing it to like money. Like having the know, the knowledge, and that trust. I think that's one of the biggest parts of spirituality is like trusting in yourself and that I think is the hardest thing for a lot of people to achieve in this space. Um, I think a lot of us deal with imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. And I know it happens even to the people I look up to. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it is a, a space of, you know, all types of energies and so much knowledge. And what I think is so special about spirituality is the fact that it does look different for everybody, and everybody's journey is not the same mm-hmm. and that to me is so interesting and captivating because being race catholic as you know like mm-hmm. everything's so like structured mm-hmm. and it's like what they tell you what to believe and this whole time like you're taught to not trust mm-hmm. and to just obey mm-hmm. and then you go from that to automatically just going into trusting mm-hmm. in yourself right yeah
2: it's Oh, God, being, like, making your way out of any type of structured religion is mm-hmm. so hard. It is. It is. Even and, to this day for I, me. And being queer yes. is, I feel like, a little a little harder. Absolutely. You know, my grandma, bless her soul, still kicking in mobile. <laughs> <laughs> but... I remember at, like, 15, 16, she found a letter that I wrote to this girl I really liked. And when I came home, she's like, this is not allowed in my house. And she made me read a scripture from the Bible of, like, uh, Jacob and—or, I don't know, the two gay men in the Bible (laughs) that they decided to write about. (laughs) Those guys, I had to learn their story. And I'm just like, damn, Graham. (laughs) I love her soul, though. I love yes. her. And, I you know, I, I've come to terms with my beautiful grandma. And mind you, she's yeah. from Chihuahua, Mexico. So mm-hmm. she is ch- old school. She's as old school as it gets. And that's my mom. Yeah. You know, I so I get, I-, I get it. I get
1: it. So on that note, great segue. Um, how does like your culture and ancestry influence your spiritual practices? Like how did they correlate and have maybe similarities and how different? are they in comparison to like, you know, being race religious Mm -hmm. to being witchy, which I think (laughs) honestly, Catholicism is very witchy.
2: It's so witchy. The (laughs) copal burning. It still reminds me of being in church and Mm. being young and in a little school skirt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it very much is like the things my grandma does her, her crystals, Uh even though she's not a bruja. Okay. Okay. Okay, Bam. It'd be like that. (laughs) So, I'm going to read what I wrote just as okay. I, my heart's like, oh my God. Yes. Um. So, you know, I thought it would be an easy question, but to be honest, it's quite complex. Yeah. Being that, you know, my mother is Native American, Yaqui, Spanish from like Spain, like. Like actual, like Europe. You know, someone did my ancestry on my grandpa's side and we're related to a king of Spain. Oh, wow. So it's like a sp- banished banish as, as it, it can gets. get. Yeah. No, I definitely feel it. And I, I know which ancestors to work with now, you know? I've, yeah. I've been burned. <laughs> for sure. Um, and of course my mom is also Mexican, being my grandmother's from Chihuahua. Yeah. And my father, who I have no uh ties or connections to, but I know he's Guatemalan and German. Okay. So it's really Different Mixed types of, yeah, yeah, of cultures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I once again have to be honest and tell you that I'm I'm still discovering these parts of my ancestry. And I have yet to tap into my Guatemalan heritage. Not even thought of my German heritage <laughs> yet. <laughs> That's a lot to impact. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot to even, like, allow in. And I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, just because I don't really allow my father's side in, his energy. Yeah. Um, another story, but what I strongly know and love is my Mexican and native roots. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. that's what I know. Mm-hmm. Um and the definition of the word bruja is a woman who practices brujería. It's a witch or a sorceress. A bruja is a form of witchcraft rooted. well, brujeria is a form of witchcraft rooted in a blend of African, Latin American, and indigenous traditional practices which are all later influenced by Catholicism. Mm -hmm. That's why Catholicism is so witchy. Yep. (laughs) No one wants to admit it. Yes.
1: (laughs) It's insane. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. There are memories from my childhood that have influenced me greatly being raised by my immigrant grandmother and my native grandfather. My grandfather being from Arizona. So he's like (laughs) native, native. Like I brought actually this... Cute little oh booklet. I would love for you to look at my grandpa. <gasps> oh I wanted to bring gosh. him here. <laughs> He's so handsome. He's the most handsomest man. Oh he was gosh. like six foot two, the tallest, wow, most gentlest person I've ever met. He was a Gemini. <gasps>
1: He looks like a Gemini. He looks like a little <laughs> charmer. Like he definitely so was charismatic and oh, like he
2: had swag. Oh, yeah. But like <laughs> you see that beautiful native like yes. skin and high cheekbones. Uh-huh. And he was a beautiful native man.
1: He, he really is. And it's funny that um, we didn't know this before beforehand, mm-hmm. but I also, my lineage comes from the Yaqui Pascua tribe in Southern Arizona slash Sonora because mm-hmm. it was Mexico, you mm-hmm. know? So
2: mm-hmm. um, we have that in common. And you know, it's so weird. The moment <laughs> you said that, I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew (laughs) it's so weird and I absolutely love it. It's our spirit.
1: I know. I'm so so excited. So when I found out, I looked into our tribe Mm. and they were frontliners in the Mexican-American war. And um, they're actually not a huge tribe, but now I've like researched more about them and they, they're some sort of Christian, like Mm. their, their flag, they have a flag and there's like a, a cross on it.
2: Oh wow! Yeah.
1: So I, I mean, I, I I have yet still to learn more about mm-hmm. it, but I'm really curious to how it has evolved, mm-hmm. you know, and how like practices used to be beforehand. Mm-hmm. I also I will show you later. Um, I also have a picture of my. It's my great 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 grandma that oh, was like straight up yaki. I would love
2: to see it. Yeah, she <laughs> was like
1: straight up yaki, and then my great great grandma was like half yaki and then you could tell she starts to get white so mm-hmm. you know spanish spanish yeah,
2: yeah. And, then, <laughs> awesome. and here we are <laughs> the colonizers the colonizers once again <laughs> making their way into something they should not but it's yeah. okay it's okay it's all good you know i did dip my toes into the more mythological mm-hmm. um facet of yaki tribe and they were shapeshifters what yeah which i felt so like Wow, I don't know. It felt so. It resonated. It resonated yeah. so much because I feel so multifaceted. Me I, too. And you know, there was this one meditation a friend and I did mm-hmm. off topic, but like <laughs> still cool. Yeah, so cool. It's here. <laughs> and we were eye gazing in a dark room with like two candle lights. Wow and we were eye gazing and he started to morph into like this lizard looking alien man right oh my and what he told me i started to morph into was this um uh what is that uh loteria card la Cholupa where she's uh-huh. in like the bowl with the roses she's yeah like, you started to look like her you had long pretty hair and then all of a sudden like someone came in front of you with like a veil and a black veil and a big black dress and was mad and kind of screamed at me
1: oh my gosh
2: and it led me down this whole hole and i i I understand it more than likely has to be that spanish like ancestry trying to like cover someone seeing me and seeing who i am and wow i know isn't that wild so the whole shape-shifting and you know i was like oh my god yeah no this so resonates.
1: That resonates for sure. That's insane. I, I, I'm very curious to know a little bit more about that, like about the other stuff, because I'm sure there's like, you know, centuries of oh yeah stuff that we don't even know. And would you like to share anything else from what
2: you had written down? So I really want to get across that I am grateful and privileged to be able to, have been raised by my grandparents very old school people who have shaped me into who i am and i feel like i owe so much to them yeah i'm speechless at how much gratitude i have At in that moment i of course wanted my mom i wanted my dad i wanted these who i was supposed to have but now looking back on it i'm like damn why why cry over spilled milk Mm -hmm. when you have like this beautiful cave of gold that you get to live in you, you know you
1: just described the five of cups <laughs>
2: <laughs> truly right <laughs> truly <laughs> and, and that's how my childhood was definitely like I was so sad over not having what I wanted. and I was just have privilege that I didn't know I was living in you know yeah so yeah I I it was, it was being done for you, not to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my grandma did say, she said, I wasn't supposed to be born again, that that was supposed to be my last life, but I came here for you. Wow. And that stuck with me. Like, my grandma's such a bruja. And oh, she hell yeah. wants to say that she's not. And it only took me growing up to her sharing little, little nuggets of gold and knowledge, you know? Yeah. And that segue into, you know being so privileged to have these conversations with this older generation of of strong human, you know, and experiencing these golden nuggets of knowledge and also kitchen magic and these secrets and Mm -hmm. these herbs that my grandma shared. And whenever someone was sick, she'd show me what she's throwing in the pot to boil up. And that's just beautiful. And my grandfather, who I said was a Gemini, he truly graced my life and was somewhat of a Buddhist towards the second half of his life. Wow. And once I started to show interest in that, we started meditating together a lot. Oh I would meditate in my front yard and like, I've had neighbors just like stare at me and be like, what are you doing on the lawn? I was like, I'm meditating. I would take out my little pillow and he would be on the porch. Oh my God. So we'd both meditate together, maybe 15 feet away from each other. Um, I told him everything. He was my father. He was my confidant and my biggest supporter. I even told him when I saw my first UFO. <laughs> and one thing, he he totally believed me. And he's like, Miha you just can't share that story with anyone else. <laughs> oh, my god! And he just, he loved me. And he loved how crazy I was and how interested in spirituality i was and because he was a gemini and he was curious and he (laughs) he liked when you were curious Mm because then you guys
1: would have intellectual conversations yes
2: and i'm I'm pretty sure that's why i'm a gemini rising and venus Mm -hmm. is because of my grandpa you know oh yeah because that that runs through the blood for sure exactly and my grandma she wants to pretend she's a taurus (laughs) but she's not she's an aries She has two birthdays, just as most um, uh, yeah. immigrants do. She's like, My my father didn't remember my birthday, so he wrote the wrong one down. But no, she's an Aries. Yeah. That's where my Aries, Moon, and Mars comes from, there for you sure. Go. And my mom is a Scorpio, and that's where I know I'm her opposite. I'm a Taurus. Like, I was meant to be her opposite, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: My mom's a Libra, and oh, I'm an she? Aries. Oh, sister yeah. Sister sign. Oh, God. I wonder if that's a thing.
2: Oh, totally.
1: Interesting. <laughs> wild. (laughs) Okay. So you grew up in Boyle Heights, right? Yes. Born and raised. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about that because I feel like that's kind of rare. Like I'm from SoCal too. Like nowadays, I mean, we we live in LA and Mm -hmm. nowadays it's like (laughs) nobody is really from here. Yeah. Truly. How did growing up in Boyle Heights shape you into the person that you are?
2: So having been raised in Boyle Heights has bless me with the opportunity to be immersed in so much culture and rich ethnic practices botanicas little herb stores um tamale stores everywhere just like everything everywhere and it was all the same and every everything was so good and i'm that's just like the tip of the iceberg is the food i'm a taurus so of mm-hmm. course i'm gonna talk about the food
1: <laughs> okay well what's my excuse i'm an aries and i fucking like food is my favorite thing about being a human
2: okay and sidereal Sidreal, sidereal there you go sidereal astrology are you still an aries or are you a taurus mm. are you a pisces
1: I feel more like a Taurus. I don't feel like a Pisces. Mm. I'm not like dreamy.
2: No. I mean, I, I can't be. You look so dreamy though. You have pretty dreamy eyes. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> I feel more like a Taurus. Like I, I'm dating a Taurus and like we go oh, yeah. boom. Like we gained oh, yeah. 40 pounds in <laughs> a year. We're like, we, we... I've been there. I've, yeah. I've been
2: there. Yeah. And I, I love to eat. I like love it so much. Probably what it is. Yeah. I, because I mean, and, and also do you have cancer placements? my mars Oh, cancers love food oh me and cancers we can sit there and like grub it down at a restaurant and order like everything and Mm -hmm. have a little bite of everything that's that's my my vibe (laughs) that's my vibe there it is Mm -hmm. okay good to know so you know it it truly is a melting pot of rich culture absolutely boil heights downtown LA was my backyard and I was able to discover things at such a young age. I was a little rebel when I was younger. I had my moments where I was in my shell and all this and that, but I definitely was able to have different groups of friends from skaters to ravers to neighbors to this and that. But I think Teenage Jackie would definitely tell you something different. I use what? I use my name. You heard that? <laughs> because she's coming out. Yeah. Teenage Jackie. She teenage Jackie that. was very angry. <laughs> she wasn't very proud to be from Boyle Heights. Because you have to remember, I, or I don't know if I told you, but my grandparents only spoke Spanish when they did not want me to know something. Oh, okay. So if drama was going down with my mom or this and that, that was the only time I would hear Spanish in my house. Got you. And, you know, I'm upset about now because Mm -hmm. I wish I am fluent but I'm not but I understand my grandmother's fear because she's an immigrant right and she was made fun of and she pretty much denounced her she doesn't even have like uh, an accent Mm -hmm. straight English you know what I mean so I understand and did, did they immigrate during like Chavez time or my, yeah. My grandma actually worked in the field in Oxnard.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I have a couple of friends that like their grandparents, same story. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came around the Chavez era and it's very common for like 50, 60s. Yeah. 50, yeah. 60s for, um, people that immigrated around that time mm-hmm. to not really want to, bring the spanish because they're yeah. trying to you know uh what is the word um when you try to like americanize yourself or whatever you want to call it um just to kind of not deal with the repercussions of mm-hmm. how racist mm-hmm. you know yeah la
2: was yeah so and i think my grandma and grandpa got their house in 64 the house i live in right mm-hmm. now in bull heights so That's a family house like I'm and I'm still blessed enough to be there. I take care of my grandma, you know, she is going to be 88 this year and I'm able now to be home and watch her. So it's just it's a beautiful way to, you know, for sure. No. and it, uh, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. And then also, like, taking care. It's so interesting. It, it's been kind of, like, a common thop- topic in my mind recently because I am my dad's caretaker. And just, like, the evolution of, like, what it's like you know to be raised by someone Mm -hmm. and then having to take care of them and oh yeah and I feel like in a way it's kind of like you're you're honoring them in life Mm -hmm. like just how we honor our ancestors through Mm -hmm. altar space it's Mm -hmm. it's like taking care of them but through you know like the physical form oh yeah my
2: my grandpa was blessed enough to have hospice be at home okay so Oh, my God! I can only wish to pass over the way my grandpa did. He was surrounded by all of us, mm-hmm. all his children, his grandchildren, and neighbors who've lived next to us for years. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, like I've dealt with death all my life. I've had cousins die who are my age, uncles die this i've I've dealt with death a lot, so it's very familiar mm-hmm. but my grandpa, I, being able to be there when a soul leaves this plane, I will never forget that sensation. The physical sensation of like a pop happening in my chest. And like, no one else felt that pop. Like I felt my grandpa's spirit just take off, you know, and I'm, I'm, I can only hope I can die around people that I love and care about.
1: Yeah. That's so beautiful. I literally have chills and on the verge of tears. That's crazy. And I'm really happy that you were able to share that moment with him because I'm sure he, he had something to do with that.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was writing, you know, about my grandpa a few days ago when he sent me the questions and that night I had a dream about him (laughs) and it was, I have to tell you the dream, (laughs) so we're in a car okay and we're we're flowing through time and space there's pretty colors out the window and things going on and i'm sitting behind the driver there's someone sitting next to me and i can't recognize who they are but i know it's a girl and i know they're my friend okay and well a woman presenting and right in front of them is my grandpa's apparition mm-hmm. no one can see him but me and i'm looking at him and i turned to the girl and i was like do you want to see him It's like, they're always around us. Mm -hmm. And then as I'm watching her face, he slowly starts to appear to her. Uh And I'm watching her face just turn to like, (gasps) like all these emotions start to flow. And then I just wake up and I'm like, oh my God, grandpa. I know you're here. I know you're guiding me. I know, you know, I've, I've, I've seen apparitions all my life. You know, I've seen ghosts and I kind of renounced it for a while. I Mm -hmm. got super scared one time. Mm And I've been now calling it back in, and it's just so beautiful how this podcast has, like, reignited that, you know, mm-hmm. everything, that whole feeling, that whole trust. And I mean, I no one's to say I didn't trust him, but, like, confidence, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: I think that's the biggest thing. Because I feel like subconsciously we believe it. Like, we we know it. But then... We, we doubt. We, we doubt. I mean, it's yeah. just our human self. It's our, you know, brain, the way we were, you know, programmed, basically. It's like a software we have to, like, you know, debunk.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: truly. Yeah. our entire life. And it, it's like a virus that will, you know, come back in.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. And I even think I would start talking about that on, like, a tangent in my notes, like from such a young age we're forced into these roles into these ideals into these structures you know and it's so hard to find your way out of and I'm still to this day you know finding my my way out of it and the underlining lesson will always be the same but the way it appears in our life will always change does that make sense? oh yeah yeah
1: absolutely and I think having people around you that are in a similar space of spirituality and believing, I think that is also inspirational in a sense. Like you said, like, you know, this podcast re-triggered something Mm -hmm. in you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you telling me that too is like inspiring me and kind of opening myself up to whatever else wants to come forth. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why community is so important in this space because of, those reasons and that's i mean ultimately what i'm trying to do here Mm. with this podcast is like create bonds and um friendships acquaintances whatever it may be um just because it it can feel very lonely to experience all these things and to go through our journeys because you know sometimes we do have to do it alone Mm. but it feels so much better when you know that you're not the only one going through the what is it the dark night of the soul oh, and all, all that shit yeah. you know
2: all the ego death all the eagle death all of, the ego death. all the tower moments in your life <laughs> i welcome those moments oh, honestly me too. i i welcome them why because i'm ready to get back up oh same i'm just ready to get back
1: up i i am i am the same way as an aries i'm like okay break it all down burn it all down I- and then we <laughs> restart whatever
2: i I love that. So my Aries energy, my Aries, Mars mm-hmm. and Moon are in the 11th house, which is the 11th house is associated with like connections and uh, societal things. Mm-hmm. It's not the sign of Aquarius. The house of Aquarius was associated with like humanitarianism mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So it's just on point for us too. Oh yeah. You being the Aries, you're lighting up my 11th house <laughs> of like Connection, community and yeah. things like that. So just beautifully on point.
1: Are you, are you more of like a hermit or cause I'm a hermit. Like even though I'm an Aries, like a lot of people don't realize that Aries are very much
2: home. Like we, I'm need, a homebody babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a tourist too. So yeah. I can't like, but I get it. I, at, at markets, I'm just ready to pack up. Yeah. I love everyone that I come across. I love talking to all of you and teaching what I know and having these conversations, but there's another part of me that's ready to pack up. Too. <laughs> I didn't
1: go home. I'm, I'm right there with you. We had a market yesterday. I'm, we did. I, I was like, Oh, like, cause I was doing minimum like uh, fifteen minute readings, mm-hmm. and as soon as four forty five hit, I was like, "Well, I can't do anymore." <laughs> so I like, I'm gonna put this this deck away, and I like, yeah. my setup was nothing because <laughs> I've been to markets where you know it's the whole shipping. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's very much. I I love being home. I'm very maybe it's my cancer too. Like yeah. my cancer Mars. I for me, I'm like if someone's like, "Oh, let's go do that," I'm like, "Okay, let's go." But like, if nobody says anything, I'm like, okay, I'm
0: chilling.
2: (laughs) I'm the, I want to cancel last minute and I don't want to go anymore. And I regret saying yes. Like I'm that type of person. I hate that I am, but like. I and you know you. my girlfriend's a Sagittarius on top of it all oh, <laughs> and she's she- like let's go <laughs> it's so it was really bad in the beginning of our relationship because mm-hmm. she is a few years younger than me so I, I understand and I'm like you go ahead and go out now and she's like I want to be home it's like look <laughs> well, you're she's literally a taurus moon virgo rising capricorn stallion
1: oh okay she is
2: like the least sagittarius that i know yeah
1: she's very like grounded yeah every time i like she's
2: more grounded than i am
1: (laughs) (laughs) no me and my partner are like polar opposites so i understand like she's very like well, she's a Taurus Sun, Gemini Moon. Oh, I don't know her rising. That moon. That moon. I love that moon, though. <laughs> but that moon comes out at night. Ooh! It's like the whole day. It's like Eeyore, literally. That's
2: so funny. D- d-
1: during the day, it's all like she's like a little Eeyore. She's like, huh <laughs> Like literally, like a Taurus, oh like God. a Taurus.
2: And as soon as we get in bed to go to sleep. Like, the oh girl's crazy. You're triggering me. I'm the same. My girlfriend hates it. She hates it so much. She's like, do you want to be up? Do you want to get out of the bed and do something? No. I just want to talk to you. Yeah. I just want to talk to you about all these things. Yeah. And then maybe we can go to bed. Yeah. I get, yeah, I feel it. I get this, like, burst yeah. of energy and it annoys the hotter out It makes me sad, but I know she loves me. <laughs> yes.
1: It's all the other placements, too. Um. So... Now that we're on the topic of like, you know, your relationship and we talked about your family, how has your spirituality affected your life Mm -hmm. and your relationships
2: with your friends and family? So one thing that I can take away, well, what's the truest takeaway, honestly, Yeah, is that being in your spirituality or living in your spirituality, you cannot be too attached to anything. Mm -hmm. Like that is my first lesson that I have engraved into my soul. Mm -hmm. Because having that Taurian energy and Scorpion energy, I become very attached very quickly, you know, and I've been burned. I've learned. So I've lost friends and family through my spirituality. It has not sat well with them. Yeah. And... I want to see someone with the, you know, spiritualist, and tell me like, tell, give me a list of how many people you've lost because you have started your spiritual journey. A hundred percent. I have lost so many best friends. I have lost a lot of family that don't talk to me anymore. Um, Well, not a lot of family, but yeah, I've lost family, and and it has just caused me to become. more strong. Honestly, I can't be anything other than strong. I've mourned. Mm -hmm. I've mourned all these people. I've gone through years of mourning, you know, but yeah, it, it has not set well. And in my notes, I'm like, especially when it comes to family and friends. Um, and this also leads to the relationship that I have with myself because I, Once that spiritual journey started when I was 17, 18, yeah, I have moments of being a pushover, but I really, truly took it serious, Mm -hmm. and if I had to cut you off, I gave people so many chances, and once I reached my limit, I cut you off, Mm -hmm. and I don't have any remorse. Maybe, of course, I will mourn you, Mm -hmm. and I will be sad, and I will love you forever. Mm-hmm. But you will no longer have a space in my life. Oh, my God. That's so Aries.
0: <laughs>
1: that's literally fucking me. Like, I, I could literally, like, be like, I love you
2: and I will forever love you. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I will never see you again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, that's Aries. Two passing ships in the night. I will literally pretend you don't exist. You, you don't really exist, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't. And and some people, like, I can understand how that's so hard. And when that's done to me, it's fucking hard. You know, I've had one person do that to me and I thought it was so cool. And this was on like the height of my spirituality. I just got it, like left my marriage and I'm roommates with this person and you're a, a psychic and a reader and this and they cut me off that's insane. and we were still roommates and it was just so wild how did that go like
1: if you don't mind
2: and no that's totally fine um it hurt i mourned yeah i mourned because I, you're literally like a, a wall away from me you know and i i can't come to my best friend so I understand both sides of that dagger Mm -hmm. where people do what they have to do for their sake. Yeah. You know, and I've done the same. Yeah. So I get it. But yeah, some people have lasted, you know. Do I have friends from high school? No. Mm -hmm. Do I have acquaintances from high school? Yeah. Do I have friends from my first job? No. Do I have acquaintances? Yeah. You know, I, I understand because i've been burned Mm -hmm. how much i can give how much i can show of myself Mm -hmm. and being a spiritual person or not even that but living in your spirituality having these thoughts come in these whims of inspiration of messages of channeling oh my god especially when i'm random randomly channeling and i'm with a person that i know i shouldn't be with it's hard, <laughs> it's hard, yeah, you know, like because you, you don't have the poker yeah. face, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I'm so uncomfortable, it starts to show in my physical body, you yeah. know, and it's just like I can't freely speak. Mm-hmm. And the moment I realize I can't be myself because I'm going to be judged for my spirituality, mm-hmm. I can't be your friend anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and that's happened a lot. i don't know if you heard that but it's happened a lot and it's like i'm like look at the way you expressed me earlier how open and like wise and loving like i'm like this with everybody i love until i'm forced not to yeah you know Mm -hmm. and that force happens to be from that person i'm loving so that's to sum up I you know, you. it's 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 hard out here. It is <laughs> being spiritual and living in your spirituality. It's hard because nobody's ready. Nobody's ready. No. Nobody wants to see it mm-hmm. because they can't unsee it.
1: Yeah, or like you trigger something in them that like you know makes them question like what what they believe or what they you know how they see life
2: god forbid yeah god forbid (laughs) and i mean okay i'm gonna be open with everybody okay (laughs) i'm turning 30 this year oh you (laughs) you're a baby i'm gonna be 33 oh no way i think we actually had this conversation didn't we i don't know i don't know but yeah i'm i'm turning 30 this year congrats (laughs) you're gonna love your 30s thank you so literally every month i'm doing things for myself it's my 30th year like i'm celebrating all year every month every week Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. It's not a birthday month. It's no, birthday it's a birthday year, year babe. Yeah. <laughs> so being almost 30, I truly know who I am. Mm-hmm. I left my corporate job at 28, Wow.
1: 29. So very recently.
2: Yeah. So last March, actually, I left my corporate job. I what? was there for eight years since I was 21. Oh my God. So, and it was like, a blue collar union 401k pension, great benefits type of job that all these people were like, you can do both. You can do both. It's a shame if you can't do both. And it's like, man, F you and your shame. You know, that's just your, oh my God, I will never forget this conversation this woman had with me at work because I was coming into my, like my business, my spiritual business. And I will never forget. She's like, that's a shame if you can't do both. And I'm just like, you've, because she's been there for like 30 years or something, you know, and she's an older generation. And I'm like, you know what? It's not worth doing both. Mm-hmm. It's not worth my mental health, my mental well being, my spiritual health. Mm-hmm. I was. That- I was meditating every morning on my way to work because of how low vibrational it was. And it was in Glendale. And I don't know if any of you know this, mm-hmm. but Glendale was a sundown town. Mm-hmm. Okay. Glendale is an oh, so sorry. Glendale it's is a, true. It's a I hard work, place to be in. I worked. There if, there for if you're years. a spiritual person. Yeah. It's a physically hard place to be in entirely. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I can feel my energy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So And it's not that far either from here. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like I, I worked there too. I worked there at at the Galleria for
2: years. Oh, I'm not too I wasn't too far from I was in like the business mm-hmm. up the way from the gallery near the mountains. Yeah. yeah. Off. Oh, my God. I love I loved the handful of people I met there along my journey because that was me going from my, you know, young 21 into my maidenhood, you know, mm-hmm. learning things. I got married at that job, got divorced at that job, became my truest self at that job, you know. Mm-hmm. It was all these things there but uh, I'm just happy to be where I am, who I am and content more than content. Yeah. It's a better word than content.
1: Um, cinnamon, cinnamon, (laughs) synonyms,
2: (laughs) synonyms. I'm a thesaurus girly. (laughs) I truly am. Me and my friend, she's actually my best friend. She's a Sagittarius too. Uh And I'll sit there and be like, okay, how can I rephrase this? And we'll go down the thesaurus together and like buzzwords and just, just, that's
1: fun. It's so
2: much fun. That's
1: smart to do because I struggle, I mean, having a podcast and all, I struggle with finding, like, more big words mm-hmm. to speak about. I'm like, I always attribute it to, I'm like, I don't have a college degree, so I don't know big words. And my, part- <laughs> my partner, like, they have a college degree, and, like, they say big words. <laughs> and I'm like, it's because it's you have a degree. I'm like, that's hot.
2: <laughs> you know, it could be true, but I... um. I'm a very, I'm very much a rebel in the sense of school. I've always been a rebel. I actually kind of talk about that in my notes, how I've, I've gone to maybe like nine schools throughout my entire scholastic journey.
1: (laughs) Scholastic journey. I love that. I haven't heard scholastic since. Wasn't that like the textbook brand? Probably. (laughs) Scholastic. It was
2: great. But yeah, I, I, I did a lot. I was definitely uh, holding Aquarius energy in mm-hmm. that aspect of my textbook life. Life. <laughs> Love that.
1: Um, so to go back to a little bit of like, you know, your ancestry and um, growing up in Boyle Heights and not being taught Spanish. Um, how do you feel like it has affected you like in the past and how it affects you now?
2: Okay, so we all remember I was only hearing Spanish when secrets were happening, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I wasn't really accepted by my peers in school. I grew up in Boyle Heights. I went to Stevenson Middle School. I went to Roosevelt High School. Stevenson Middle School was the only middle school I went to all three years. Like, that was the only school I went all three years at because it was only three years. Yeah. (laughs) But besides that, I went to schools in Montebello. I went to Austin. Oscar La Loya. Mm-hmm. I went to and then I finished um, homeschooling oh, at wow. the end of it yeah I, I went through it but anyways it definitely affected me in a negative way I was the, the gringa I was made fun of and it, I was also the weird one because I had different friends and different friend groups mm-hmm. you know what I mean I got along with everybody and that burned me mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I was, you know, finding my little bits of peace in people, you know, and no one like that. Mm-hmm. So they didn't feel like you were loyal. I, I was the yeah, same way. So yeah. I, I know what you mean. Definitely. And I don't know. I guess it could still be somewhat true today mm-hmm. how I'm not accepted in most uh, groups because I don't speak Spanish. I can comprehend a little bit but yeah and duolingo can only take me so far and it's spaniard spanish exactly. first of all yeah and they're like what are you saying yeah and
1: i'm like fucking the my app <laughs> my upset like, you're like O-B-E-S-E. O-B-E-S-E. <laughs> no, nobody says it. <laughs> no it's hard though it is spanish is hard spanish was my first language but i oh, how beautiful still, i still struggle like with both languages <laughs> To be honest with you, like, <laughs> that's so cool, though. I'm jealous. You see? and But you
2: know what? I find a lot of people who relate to me, too, though. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I have so many friends that are on the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. And I am not... I, I know those people that, you know, shame people that mm-hmm. have gone through what you've gone through. Yeah. And I don't think that's cool. It's not. Because it's not your fault. No. And... I, to me, it's just you, you embracing who you are is enough. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when it comes to things that were out of our control, that you should never hold that against anybody. Yeah. And that's just what I'm saying. You know, like, (laughs) I just don't believe in that. Like you're still who you are.
2: Yeah. That's like telling someone who immigrated, immigrated, I'm so sorry, a few 10, 15 years ago and they only still speak Spanish and you're telling them, well, you you live in America, you should exactly. learn English. I would never say that to somebody. No. That's awful. No, exactly. You know, so nah, we're not being treated fairly. No. And it, it it's hard. And I find myself talking about this topic a lot with people at markets <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, because I'm, I'm real, I'm very genuine yeah. and I will talk to you if you want me to and if you allow me to. And I actually talked about this yesterday at a market with this couple they were both spanish but one not spanish but mexican and one spoke spanish and one didn't Mm -hmm. and she referred to me this book and all this stuff and we had this moment of like resonating with each other and being like and seeing each other and understanding like it hurts to not be accepted by your people and also not white people yeah yeah. Where do we lie? Yeah,
1: and I think it's kind of the mindfuck of being Mexican because being Mexican is literally being indigenous and being white. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of, like, biracial folks also mm-hmm. kind of go
2: through that, like, yeah. identity crisis. Yeah, yeah, it's an identity <laughs> crisis, perfect. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of it. It's an identity crisis. Yeah. And I mean, look, I had my self-hate era because of it, mm-hmm. you know. I, I was kind of, like, forced into my self-hate. No one can force me, but... I was pushed into it because I wasn't accepted anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And the skaters were, like, the little white boys, mm-hmm. you know? And the ravers were the, the little Mexicans who can't speak Spanish, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, I definitely had my self-hate era, and I, like, was mad. I was mad at my culture, you know, for not accepting me the way I am. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I, I grew out of that, and I... And, you know, that also ties into my grandma almost renouncing her heritage. She she was the breadwinner of our family. Mind you, I'm being raised by my grandparents. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was the stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. So he was home. He would cook us meals. And my grandpa was in the Navy during World War II. So he traveled a lot. And that really influenced his cooking. Mm-hmm. So he would cook, like, the most random things. And it wasn't always authentic Mexican. Mm-hmm. And my grandma would not cook so i remember this one time i made my made bidia for the first time like a few years ago and i'm in the kitchen and i'm doing what i'm following the recipe i wrote down off of somebody (laughs) right because my my grandma's not teaching me yeah and she comes into the kitchen and she's like that's not how you do it and i was like there's that aries energy girl i'm telling a Taurus would never do that. That's no. so mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a Taurus a would never.
2: No. So I was like, okay, well, then t- how? She's like, you need to strain it. You need to do this. I was like, oh, well, thanks for giving me <laughs> some knowledge, not letting me look her. down. For, mind you, I did it wrong. Yeah. And she's like, because you're not supposed to do it that way. <laughs> so I had to do it over, basically, so... So yeah, learned. my grandma have also had this self-hate about her which rubbed off on me at a certain point cuz I wasn't being shown my traditions. Tamales once a year, menudo twice a year. That's about it. Yeah. That's what she knew how to make. That's, that was her sh- her thing. Yeah. You know, that wasn't enough for me. Yeah. So, as in, in my adult life, I started making my traditional foods. I started looking into my culture and Piecing things together by myself. Mm-hmm. Your ancestors were like, "No, you put this spice." <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's the chili. Dro- Dropped it for me in the pot. <laughs> They're like, "Let me, let me get a download.
1: <laughs> download me a recipe,
2: please." <laughs> Truly and honestly, then that just ties into like kitchen witchery, which oh, I'm yeah. so about because I would. She would make teas. That was her thing. So it's like, ah, you're a fucking bruja, grandma. I know you are. But yeah, so I just had the herbal remedies that I was taught from her. But that's about it. Still grateful for it. But I'm a foodie. I want my culture. And yeah, of course, I did Catholic school and the catholic school that my mom my uncle and everyone went to down the block you know so she tried to keep some type of tradition alive in catholicism mm-hmm. which i did it did shape me you yeah. know it did help instill trust into spirit mm-hmm. but man could have been more but it's yeah. okay no. i love her anyways yeah. and i'm grateful she's my mommy <laughs> she sounds
1: awesome i hope i get to meet her i day. hope so too um <laughs> I also feel like just to really lightly go back to that, um, the whole like speaking Spanish, I I mean, it it stems from living in this country and like the systematic, you know, internal racism that's already like embedded in, you know, the culture of being American. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely gotten better, but... I feel like it's still anywhere you go, like, say you live in the Midwest or something and you're Mexican, like, there's still so much racism oh, yeah. out there. There's still, like, so much. And I, I personally also went through that type of era, um, like, the self-hate era. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't want to, like, look too Mexican. I mm-hmm. didn't want to wear gold because I didn't want to look too Mexican. Too I brown. Too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean i always wanted to be look more brown like <laughs> but i just like the 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 gold thing it just like i was like oh people are gonna think i'm it, gonna it's
2: get- the chunty uh, yeah. correlation <laughs> which i
1: love i'm wearing yeah. gold necklace right now i love <laughs> gold that's literally I, I love i was gonna say i'm like there's so much gold around here <laughs> yeah. because i i personally love gold mm-hmm. like i know a lot of people are like oh you're a witch you should wear silver I'm oh like, no I i'm gold. mixed metals babe yeah. mixed metals. alchemize yeah.
2: we're alchemizing exactly. here yeah
1: exactly <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same (laughs) (laughs)
2: page. Me too.
1: Um, So when did you begin reading tarot and start creating your magical products? And how did the emergence of Jupiter's moon begin?
2: Okay. So, um... I began reading tarot for friends when I turned 18 because that's when I got my first job and I was able to buy what I wanted and I wanted tarot cards among all these books and things, right? And from then on, I quickly learned, (laughs) quickly, 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 quickly (laughs) learned that you will be burned. Mm -hmm. That's my word of the day, honestly. The moon is in Sagittarius. I'm feeling it. I love it. I was burned because I, the truth came out. Mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? And they thought I was being biased and saying things that I wanted to. And it shut it down for me. Yeah. I did not want to read for anyone ever again. And I didn't. Yeah. And I just read for myself. I, that did not stop my development. Yeah. That did not stop my journey by any means, but I stopped reading for people and Mm -hmm. entirely. Yeah. Because I was a people pleaser. I was a people pleaser and teenage Jackie, you know, weird, timid, shy Jackie wanted to people please. So I chose to continue to people please mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of saying the truth because no one wanted to hear it. Yeah, the truth.
1: its That's the hard part about being a reader mm-hmm. uh, is,
2: is, is
1: i to this day i hate doing it i also when i first started doing tarot for other people because mm-hmm. i started with just myself at first mm-hmm. and then i started to for other people i also i feel like a lot of readers like we, we are oh you learn you learn you learn <laughs> yeah you learn really hard that like you know there's gonna be things that they probably don't want to hear mm-hmm. uh, in the cards and You should not lie about it (laughs)
2: because then it'll bite you in the ass. Yeah. And you know, my mother being her scorpion self also burned me when I was hyping, like in my spiritual second journey or like whatever. I will never forget her telling me because I was so open to sharing. Right. I wanted to help people. I felt like this like feather floating in the universe. Right. And she's like, my spirituality is my own. She's like, I don't need to go out there and tell people. I don't need to go out there and share with people. Was your mom spiritual? Like so that- my mom is a wild card. Is she spiritual? She very much is Catholic lenient. Mm-hmm. But she also has, you know, is a metalhead, punkhead rocker. Oh wow. So she's her own spirituality. Gotcha. You know, her own... She has shared stories with me seeing apparitions. Ghosts staying with her in the moments of, like, Damn. big fear or trauma. And, and ghosts being with her. Comforting her. She's a Scorpio. mm mm-hmm. So... I know she's spiritual, mm-hmm. but she will not accept Satanism. <laughs> We've had this conversation so many times. I'm here for the Satanists. Yeah. You know, I'm so here for it. I feel like they'd they be more loyal than these <laughs> Oh, Christians my God. Sometimes. 110%. Yeah. 110%. So anyways, um, she has her own thing. But I guess it. It. I was so out there and ready to change the world. And she just like, "Ah," push me down a bit, you know, she's like, if, if, yeah, I know what you mean, you know, so I kind of like took a step back from being so out loud with my Mm -hmm. spirituality. So like, you know, magical, I guess, Mm -hmm. trying to tone it down. Not no more. No, not anymore. <laughs> Jesus, no! I'm like, you are. <laughs> oh no, active ruha. No more training. Like, no, it's here. <laughs> it's and here to stay. It's here, and I, now she's just flaunting me, and she's doing the Scorpio thing. Oh, she's like, oh my! My daughter does this. My daughter does that. And oh, I her love business. that. And I love her for it. I love it. Yeah. But it's like I have. I've always been this. You know.
1: Maybe she was like scared for me um, for you for and sure. and now she sees you thriving in it and and she you're kind of like she's living by curiously through you oh sense, yeah for you sure know?
2: yeah mm-hmm. me and my mom are like upset with each other right now but i love you letty <laughs> <laughs> we love letty <laughs> In 2018, I was about 24 at the time, mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted more out of life. I was in my corporate job. I was doing what I thought was right. The blue collar union thing, um, because it made everyone happy in my life. Everyone was so happy and proud of me and like talking about me to everybody. You know, I was never talked about that much. <laughs> and I was like, no, there's more out here. I know there is. And so I chose to share a part of me and i decided to create an Instagram and in, in 2018, that was my first Instagram. Um, and I started Jupiter's moons and I started out with house cleanses. Oh wow. I would show up to your house with this beautiful chest filled with all these goodies and earlier i mentioned i just want to teach Mm self-sufficiency so i would go with a bouquet of flowers i'd go with a new glass bowl that i would thrift that would now be yours Mm -hmm. because i want to teach well i would teach you how to create a water portal and decorate it as you will to have energy moving flowing through your house you know have no stagnant energy then I would go through each room. I'd use my pendulum, and I'd show everyone. And then I would have these beautiful mantra cards that people would like intuitively choose, and you keep that in your house. And I'd mm. fix a candle for the house. And I'd teach them. And I'd sit. I'd sit at people's houses for like three, four hours wow. for each house cleanse. And that's sick because it's it. The house is a beautiful space. It's a living being. Mm-hmm. It's a living spiritual being. I agree. And ultimately it holds things, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I am cleansing the house, but I'm also here to help you mm-hmm. and cleanse you. Yeah. And talk through what's living in this house, mm-hmm. which is you. Mm-hmm. So it was this beautiful journey and this it was fun. I was doing it for a few years and then it just started to progress. And I was like, wait, I can I know how to read tarot. Like mm-hmm. I would bring my tarot to the house. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm gaining my con my trust and confidence again. And so I started offering tarot readings in conjunction with astrology readings because i'm an astrology head i thought i wanted to practice astrology like like i started doing birth charts like i thought i wanted to do that and then i realized like damn this is a lot it's a lot and i'm lucky i remember the things that i do because i'm a little bit of a pothead (laughs) and it's hard you know i'll remember the things that i have to but like damn that's a lot it is and especially going through it with people. Like, I don't understand how birth charts readings are only like 45 minutes. That is a lie. Like, yeah. it is a lot. So I found myself doing readings. And I'm like, damn, this is a lot of my time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could do something else. So I just started to trust myself and shape shift my business into something I wanted to. And I've always been a kitchen witch. I've always made things for myself. I've always ventured off into the realm of herbs and teas and honeys and sugars. Like that's always been my thing. Mm -hmm. So I started making things and these things were herbs and stuff that were from my land, from my property. Mm -hmm. And like, we have this beautiful pink pepper tree in my front yard. That is who knows how old Mm -hmm. and in ancient Egypt that, Pink peppercorn tree was used as cleansing as a cleansing tool. Oh, wow! And to this day, there are still people who come by the house and they have to knock on my grandma's door and ask her if they can chop off some of it for a cleansing. Yeah, and my grandma will say, Well, what for? Yeah, you know, so Uh-oh. it's she like, knows. Oh, she knows, she she, she knows. tries to play me day and night. <laughs> day and night, she's an Aries, she wants to play me all the time. <laughs> I, we don't like to play games. <laughs> All the games. All the games. And you know, it's so funny. I was like, tell me more once to my grandma. Mm-hmm. And she smiled at me in like a conniving way. And I was like, that's not for me to reveal. Oh! That's for you to find out. Like, she's a G dude. Like, I know she sees things. She's, she's kind of like told me what her powers are. Yeah. And like, it's just so... It's so badass. Like, I love her, but she's going to take everything to the grave. <laughs> I can't change her. I've tried. Tell, tell her to write a book before. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. This lady. So it just started to develop. And then what was it? I, I, I wrote down a date, like, when I first launched my products. It was 6-20-2022. I first launched my first set of oils and sprays and bundles and I wrap my bundles. I go forage for my own bundles. I forage for most of my herbs. That's like I'm easy. I love like it's just been in me and I mm-hmm. I really started to trust myself once I actually left my my marriage. Mm-hmm. I really like sprung into myself. I left my marriage in 2019 mm-hmm. and met my current girlfriend and I think having real support and real love and a space to be me truly me has helped me flourish immensely and i'm i once again i'm gonna use that word privileged i'm privileged to be so loved by somebody you know after going through like truly the darkest night of my soul mm-hmm. truly
1: yeah i can only imagine like that's a, that's a lot and yeah. you're young yeah to, to top
2: it off yeah i, I you lived I, a lot of lifetimes in this one. <laughs> and, you know, I have to take the blame for it, obviously. But I remember this one moment and it's somewhere in a journal and I'm never going to look for it because I know it's there. And it was a moment in my spiritual journey. I hadn't met no one. I was seeing like I didn't have my first relationship till I got married, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. And and I was 21, 22 when I was in my spiritual journey without anybody. I remember writing down, I want to experience the deepest depth so I can understand the most potent light. Like, I remember writing that. Wow. And there was a moment where I was, like, in the midst of an awful fucking abusive fight with my ex. I was like, this is, this moment, I only want to reach light now. hmm I only want to reach life. I I allowed myself to live in the deepest of the depths mm-hmm. of what a human can be and do and all that. Mm-hmm. Now I can only go up from here. And literally it's it's literally been up from here.
1: Yeah. Cuz I mean a lot of it, I mean a lot of spirituality is based on like what you set your mind to and mm-hmm. like I was just thinking about this today too because I bought Uh, I bought oil from you for my Mm. it's like a facial oil and then I got (laughs) a a money magnet one and I was like as soon as I bought it I got like an inquiry about this job for makeup um, for like this week and I was like I haven't even worn but when I bought that oil I was like this is gonna bring some blessings Mm. and I set that intention when I purchased it and literally At like 5.24, which was shortly after I bought that oil, Mm -hmm. that email popped up. So it's like magic is real if you allow it to be real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's why I was like, I have to take full responsibility because Mm -hmm. I I wanted it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how it's going to show up. I didn't know what that meant. But I knew the contrast of it all. Mm -hmm. I knew what the deal was. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying you can't reach those beautiful heights in spirituality if you haven't gone through some horrible shit. You know, I'm not saying go through some horrible shit to reach it, not at all by any means. But like, I set that intention and I couldn't go back. Yeah. And fast forward four years, it that same phrase popped into my brain. I'm like, here you go, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what you fucking want and now get yourself out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I did. And on top of all that, it was such a generational curse. hmm that person shared a birthday with my biological father Mm. and my biological father is absolutely nuts Mm. um so yeah the whole thing with my mom and her abuse and then me and it was just a lot you had to break the chain i truly did i truly did i think me writing that intention just fast forward that meeting me meeting him oh yeah entirely because if i didn't know my ex, I wouldn't know my girlfriend, you, you know?
1: Ah, <laughs> there you go. That,
2: that shit happens, though. Oh,
1: it does, yeah. And, and it's like, that's when you know it's for a reason.
2: Oh, yeah. That's when you know. It's like, I can't be mad at you. <laughs> no. Because you brought me such a blessing.
1: Exactly. You, know? you, ha- you're, you have a little bit of compassion for you. <laughs> uh, a, a, a smidge. A smidge. <laughs> So how important is it for you to create space for people with like similar life experiences to yours, you know, everything you've gone through in your life, growing up in Boyle Heights, growing up with mixed heritage and then growing up not speaking Spanish,
2: like all the things that you've gone through. How important is it to you? It is 110% crucial that I make space for more POC and queer folks. Mm-hmm. because our story is unique to us. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have a space where we have, you know, connections that are possible that will bring us more light, more love. And I want more queer business owners and dreamers to truly have a space where they're, you know, engulfed in love. Mind you, I have only been doing markets for, like, a year and a half now. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm coming to this space with the almost naivety about everyone being nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we're all spiritualists, right? Yeah. And that was just... yeah. shut I, in my face. That's no. not real. <laughs> oh, I 100% agree. It's, you're going to find some sort of something in any space. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot buy it. Like, look, you can be as, as the full card as you want, mm-hmm. but you also need to be part of what's real. Exactly. This reality, the shared reality that we all have. Yes. Yeah. So like, you wouldn't think, you wouldn't think about, I'm a shy person. So when I first started all this- That was was, hard. Yeah, I was quickly shown Mm -hmm. what where I should give and where I should not. Yeah. You know? And I don't want to be at an event and feel like I'm the only brown person. Or I'm the only queer person. And honestly, even at some queer events, I feel like I'm the only brown person oh, yeah. in a room full of white women. A hundred percent. And Me it's too. very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I know? have worked some markets that are like not spiritual markets.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: like all of LA, but it's like going to like ruby fruit. You know, you walk in and it's just
2: a bunch of white lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> and and I see The lack of effort. Yeah. I do. I I do do. too. I do too. And I see the the almost condescending energy, Mm -hmm. you know? And even at witchy markets, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who want to, you know look, we all deserve to make money. We Mm -hmm. all deserve to make a living. And that is completely possible. Yes. You know, yeah, we all have the similar products. Like we can only make oils so many different ways, Mm -hmm. you know? but no matter what whoever's meant to come to you will and no one can interrupt that no one can change that no one can stop that that's exactly what i say all the time you know and i fully believe that i do too and i'm shown that every time Mm -hmm. someone coming up to my booth and then just walking out. And I don't know who they are, you know? And okay. it was just divine guidance. Yeah. And that's for everybody. hundred percent. That's for you. That's for them. That's for her, you know? Mm-hmm. For everybody. But there are others who see that as a threat.
1: I know. And I don't get
2: it. I don't either. I don't.
1: And I think, I mean, it has to do i i think it has to do because this is also something i've been thinking about that's crazy it's like you're in my brain <laughs> um because I, ha- I have been doing markets for a year too, and i have like noticed exactly what you're talking about and and i feel like it has to do with the patriarchy i feel like spe- especially because it's so like afab dominated You know, the spiritual space is assigned female at birth dominated Mm -hmm. for the most part. Like there's not many men or, you know, men presenting folks that are in this space as much as like a bunch of femme folks. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I feel like there is, especially if it's not like a queer environment, Mm -hmm. like there is a little bit of like that patriarchy of like competition amongst like women or AFABs. And I think it's like just subconscious and I am not a believer in that because like you said, how many people need help in the world? How (laughs) many, many, how many people like need readings? How many people need healings? How many people like there's. Yes, like, there's spaces where there's saturation of what we do, but the mm-hmm. thing is, like, who's meant to come to you mm-hmm. will come to you.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. And,
1: and like, you will find your people, and they will find their people, mm-hmm. and that is the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, wouldn't, I don't know, for me, it's kind of contradictory, you know, to be, like, against one another when we're, like, you know, you are me, and I am you, right? Yeah.
2: hmm <laughs> You know? I do, I do, and it, it was such a... I want to say slap to the face Mm -hmm. when I first decided, okay, I I can do markets. There's, there's a, I didn't even know about this, like established (laughs) type of thing that was going on because I was being in the corporate world, denying my gifts, doing other things. And yeah, I'm a little late to the game, late (laughs) to the party. But like, it took me a while to find that confidence again, Mm -hmm. you know, coming into this world that's established that, you know, everyone's known each other for so long and this and that. And I'm just here and queer and brown and proud and... (laughs) <laughs> well you have me yeah.
1: i'm right here
2: we're <laughs> yes, on the same boat we are
1: i am also very new i mean i'm new at it overall mm-hmm. like i i started my awakening in 2020 i came out in 2020 i like all oh, these wow things. 2020 yes Woo! like everything got initiated that year for me and so i am very late to the game oh, you know yeah. the spiritual aspect i mean being catholic is being spiritual yeah. like the holy spirit yes like, that was in me forever. And yeah. to me, now, I just attribute that to, to my higher self. Mm-hmm. That's who the Holy Spirit is to me. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's just me, but elevated. Um but I get it. Like, I, I understand how, especially because we are in this pa- space where we're so sensitive, we sense energy. Oh, yeah. Of, oh,
2: like, my God.
1: everyone <laughs> and stuff. And it's, like, sometimes you, you don't know who to trust. You don't know who who has good intentions and who doesn't. You don't know, like... Yep. I, you know some people be doing some weird stuff. things on the side yeah, yeah. Weird things on the side which i'm like i'm not scared of that but like not at all but you shouldn't be doing the no. weird things period exactly
2: and being in this field yes of like you want this as your career right mm-hmm. then why not work together to create more abundance a hundred percent like i feel like i keep saying that but yeah. <laughs> you are reading my mind no, truly. So yeah, it is a hundred and million percent important that I create more space for people like me. One day I do dream of having my own market where I am prioritizing queer and POC practitioners. Mm-hmm. I love all my people out there. Mm-hmm. I love my white friends. Yeah. I love I love y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but there's already so many spaces for, exactly. for them. Exactly. And yeah. I want to highlight people like me. Mm-hmm. And you know, my dream has always been to have a brick and mortar space in Boyle Heights. Oh my god. A community space where people hold classes. And I want these classes to be free. Mm-hmm. And I find a way to make it a nonprofit to pay these practitioners like that is my dream because we need it in the hood. We, we need it in the hood. We don't need it in Los Feliz. No, <laughs> no we don't need it in Hollywood or West Hollywood, Lake Huntington or- Beach. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, guys, but like we need this energy where people don't feel like hope exactly where people can't even dream don't even allow themselves to you know also
1: where we can dive into our roots oh yeah because it stems from like all our ancestors Mm -hmm. and like you know when when i go to some spiritual spaces and they're predominantly white Mm -hmm. i'm just like well who who are we relating to yeah Like, like who are we connecting to like that Attributes to you, you, you. Like, Mm -hmm. is it anyone? Like, I don't know. Relevant
2: to you? Like, no, I, I, get it. There was just this moment where some white woman was offering ancestral lineage healing, and she was white. And 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 I'm just like, you couldn't find anything else to like hone in on. And and look, there's no one to say that it's not true. There's no one to say that it's not true. Mm-hmm. I get that. But like, that's not comfortable for me no. bring, being a brown person. No, I can't relate to you. That just goes back to say, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't relate to you. Oh, I better. don't feel comfortable. Yeah. You know? So yeah, oh it's God. it's a very strange world out there. When you're just trying to give peace and spread mm-hmm. legit love, you need to be specific with which. Which ancestors you're calling in. Yeah. You need to call upon your ascended ancestors. Mm -hmm. Those who have ascended the 3D ego, human consciousness, Mm -hmm. who have risen back to spirit, who has gone back to wanting the best for you.
1: Not the person that you lost in the physical
2: space. Exactly. Because you don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. And once I started becoming precise Mm -hmm. with my verbiage, oh my God. I I notice the difference entirely, you know. I can feel the potency, you know, Mm -hmm. of the messages, of the channel. The channel's clearer, Mm -hmm. you know. So I wrote this so funny, and I'm going to read it the way I wrote it. (laughs) Hey, do it. So since the last initiation of my latest spiritual endeavor, because I feel like I'm constantly being being initiated. It's the shape shit. Oh, you know? (laughs) You know? Okay, okay. So... I find myself living with the seasons and understanding, like, once again, how deeply connected to nature we are. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never had the opportunity to live with the seasons. I I started working at 17, and then I turned 18 and I got my job. Because my grandma's like, that's it. My grandma's old school. She's like, you're going to pay for everything now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I did. I got my car. I got this. I paid for it. So I've never got to live with the seasons. <laughs> I've never understood how that flow and that energy is you know i never understood it and my time is measured so differently now you know on on top of the seasons it it has taken me a while to understand that my time is not measured and hours and my worth and my money and this and that, you know, that's also a new concept for me to understand. So that's definitely a part of my latest spiritual endeavor is, is learning how to flow with life and respecting the ebb and flow of the cosmos, mm-hmm. you know, respecting my need to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, I still struggle to this day with like waking up and, not panicking about what I need to be doing, you know? And then there are moments where, like, damn, am I being too lazy right now? Do I need to get up and find something to do, you know? So I'm definitely learning how to deconstruct Mm -hmm. this colonizer way of thinking. Capitalism. Yeah, honestly, Mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, coming from the corporate world and fully integrating into this new life has truly been this amazing deconstruction of those tendencies Mm -hmm. because they are tendencies they are you know Mm -hmm. i i'm always like reverting back to it like and that goes back into i don't know if you talked about it i think you did don't remember but having all the structure embedded into us at Mm -hmm. birth you know down to school and i feel like that's why i was such a fucking rebel at school like i hated school i Probably almost sent my my mom to jail from how much school I've missed. You know, like, you could not get me out of bed. On top of being made fun of, you know, which is also, like, a big factor into me not wanting to go to school. Mm-hmm. It was having to sit there and pay attention. I have horrible ADHD, too. So, like, <laughs> I was diagnosed with it because my Catholic school didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. They, thought, they thought I was, and you know, they put me in special needs because of it. Wow. Yeah. So that just sent me down a self hate hole of like, I can never learn. I'm different. Like it it, it definitely sabotaged my uh, scholastic life. (laughs) Your relationship with, with school. Oh yeah. Entirely. Like imagine like, I, I, I don't have, you know, autism or all these, you know, brain things. Um, So just imagine having to get picked out of school or out of class in front of everybody and other grades because my Catholic school, one classroom for each grade. So it was very small, you know, so everyone knew every, everything. Mm -hmm. So I was just mortified every day, mortified. I think I cried most of the times I'd have to go into that separate bungalow to be taught things You know it was awful that's traumatic first oh yeah age it was traumatic Mm -hmm. i think it was in like second grade third grade and i remember
1: it crystal clear Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: i had the similar situation with eld yeah Mm -hmm. like because spanish my first language and i i felt shame and embarrassment that like i had to like go so i understand it's different different, awful
2: but but same type of shame Mm -hmm. same type of embarrassment you know yeah we were mortified as kids and we shouldn't be going through these big feelings at such a young age. Oh, mm-hmm. get me started on that. I know.
1: It's <laughs> horrible.
2: It's, it's crazy how they like do it
1: too. It's almost mm-hmm. like the system that they built in that makes you have no other option but to feel shame. It's like singling you out.
2: Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. you have no other option but to rebel. Mm-hmm that's it and be seen as the fucking weirdo yeah. you know yeah and from such a young age we're forced into this criteria that seems that's deemed necessary by society mm-hmm. how to structure your life how to act yeah and i go in to say as far as i can remember i never liked school and that's why you know yeah. having to be there all day having to listen to these people who don't give up a, a shit about me nope they're not really happy to be there. They're not happy to be there, like, being demanding and rude. Mm-hmm. And in my Catholic school, I was treated differently. And Jesus, it was just so awful. Mm-hmm. It was awful. And then everyone knew everyone in Boyle Heights, even though you went to different schools, you know? It was just such a weird, small world. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can say it made me rebel. I was very, very rebellious. And I feel like the only difference in me now is that I'm confident in my rebellion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm confident and I feel like I have this desire to seek the truth, yeah. you know, this desire to act without fear of repercussion,
1: mm-hmm. you know? I think that's the best way to live. And I think we're programmed to do the opposite of like living in fear of like what people think, especially in religion, mm-hmm. with religion. It's like, oh, what what people say and in this, our culture?
2: It definitely relates to my latest spiritual journey. Yeah. What I'm talking about and like that, that initiation, all that, it's definitely all the same umbrella mm-hmm. of like having to deconstruct everything about me because the last time I had to deconstruct everything about me was my school life,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know? So now I'm in my adulthood. I, I have been at 18. Now it's happening at 29. You're,
1: are you in your, you're in your Saturn? Or yeah. You're in your Saturn?
2: Okay. So check this. The day Saturn ingressed into Pisces, I sh- like my back went out and I couldn't go back to work and I've never been back to work since.
1: Oh wow.
2: Saturn kicked my ass and was like, you know you're not supposed to be here. Why are you still here? I'm gonna force you out.
1: That's insane.
2: Yeah, I was I was disabled for a bit. For like (laughs) I'm completely fine now. Like it was a spiritual Mm entry. It was a spiritual entry. Yeah. Spirit was like If you're not gonna quit, I'm gonna make you quit because you're
1: meant to heal. You're you're meant Ah. to be in this space. I know that's kind of where I'm at right now.
2: The day Saturn moved into Pisces, and mind you, I also have uh, my midheaven is also there Mm -hmm. in Pisces, so it was just on to what you're supposed to do. That's crazy. Yeah, like the midheaven is like your um your career, your 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 what you're meant to do, indention into this world, Mm -hmm. you know. You're part of it. Yeah, that's insane.
1: <laughs> <sighs> all right. So as we're talking, you have been like intuitively segueing perfectly. I, I mean, you are also very prepared. I love it. Um, but my, my last question is for today. Um, what imprint do you want to leave on the earth during this lifetime?
2: The imprint I hope to leave on this earth is the impact of my love for this planet and all the creatures who inhibit her.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I will always respect the slow process of impact. And I mean the type of impact that can be felt through familial generations. Stories that are shared from mouth to ear. Recipes written in handwriting. A cupboard filled with jars full of oils and honeys infusing in herbs. I truly hope to just be a story that's shared or a recipe that's passed on that's the most impact I hope to leave on this world because it's authentic. Mm-hmm. It's real. Maybe have my photo there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> With your pink hair. With the pink hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I I want, I just want to be authentic in this life and I want what's for me and I want what's for you to happen for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to be this grandeur person, this star, this... M- mogul Mm -hmm. i don't dream that big Mm -hmm. i don't want that dream yeah i just want to make an impact on my community i want to make an impact on my people and their friends Mm -hmm. and their family because to me that is truly changing the world
1: i agree (laughs) and i think you are doing that and i think everything you shared today is something that you are living you know, as an imprint and is going to help somebody going through a similar path that you've been on and maybe not so similar, but you've inspired, you know, a different take on the way they look at things. So. That's all I hope for. Yeah, that's all you can do. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm so grateful that you we're able to come on and share your whole story. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing everything you have shared today. It's an honor to know you and to have met you. And I feel very lucky that you were my first guest today.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> no, That's the Aries energy. The Aries. I feel just as grateful. I feel so humbled and so loved and unique right now. It's very hard to feel unique in this world, you know? Yeah. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to feel this way
1: oh thank you That's, that means a
2: lot and you're very welcome i'm so excited we have to do this again yes
1: yes Jax will be coming back on um one of these days uh but for now where can people follow you what do you have going on what would you like to
2: share Ooh. okay so you can find me on instagram at jupiters moons okay so jupiters with two s's dot moons one s and there you can find my link tree to everything my website my how to book for a reading how to book for a consultation I do a lot of pop ups. Uh, This weekend, I will be at Magic Market with a K in Glendale, California. The Forbidden City. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But we're bringing the good vibes. We're bringing love, okay? Yeah, we're We're, bringing the good vibes. We're bringing the good vibes to Mm -hmm. Glendale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're lightening the density. We are. We are. Truly, honestly, what they've done there is such magic. It's at a shop called Unearthed, and they sell gems and stones and minerals and all that yummy stuff. So it's just, it's really sweet for a business to open up their space to other small businesses. And I truly amend um, people who do that. I, I appreciate you guys so much. I really do.
1: Yeah. (laughs) thank you so much for (laughs) being on mystical frequency and i'm just honored again and i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you and uh i guess that's gonna wrap it up for your episode bye friends bye friends we'll see you next
0: week Thank you for tuning in to Mystical Frequency. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and follow the podcast. And share this with someone you love. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Celestial Lightwitch Witch. As well as TikTok at Celestial Lightwitch. Witch. Tune in next week for a whole new show.